Welcome to a Love Worth Dying For podcast where we're finding hope in our marriages verse by verse. This is Joseph and Janelle Banks. I hope you've been having a great week. We have continued to chug along during this hot spring weather, but we definitely want to uh, thank God for everything we've been able to go through, having time away with the family on little vacation time and just getting away from the everyday grind that you're on. Hope that you've been able to do the same with your families and take time away with them. On this episode of A Word Love Worth Dying For, we want to continue with some of the um, a topic we've been having before. We actually talked about motherhood and about children. Well, of course, we're going to eventually talk about fatherhood. So this episode is going to be about um, fatherhood and you know what does it mean and what is our role as fathers and we know that our listenership for the podcast is majority women but we have noticed that there are a number of fathers or should I say men who listen to the podcast and definitely hopefully this is a blessing to them and will be a blessing to you that you can share with the fathers in your life um, first of all we want to just want to say that ultimately, fatherhood is hard work. Being a husband is hard work. And this is coming from me as a husband and father and a man. You know, God has given us a role to play in our families and in our world that is hard. Ever since the beginning, when God created the heavens and earth, and He created man in His image. He gave him tasks to do, and at first they did not have any sort of severity to it, but after man sinned, um, one of the punishments God said to him was that he's going to have to work with his hands, and, and, and it's just going to come with, with sweat and toil, and he's going to have to fight against creation to get things to work right. So we know that just off the jump that being a man and, and and doing the things we need to do is going to take work and it's going to take sweat and it's going to take perseverance. So when it comes to being a father, which is the second step after being a husband, we know that this is going to be just as tough, just as challenging. Um, but we also want to say that it's going to be just as rewarding. And, you know, I have a few verses that really highlight. And I really want to highlight this episode with with verses of Scripture. Not just because that's something we, we do anyway, because it's part of the tagline. But <laughs> it's something which we really need to be mindful of when it comes to looking at fatherhood and looking at how can we be better fathers to our sons and daughters and how can that then move from one generation to the next generation so that our children or more importantly our sons can be better fathers to their children so Janelle if you could um, go to Ephesians and look up chapter 5 which is a very popular verse people go to this verse for a lot of things but if you could check out chapter 5, verse 25, and verse 26. 
25 and 26. So yep. Ephesians 5, verse 25 and 26. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. So this is something which we need to be mindful of. You know, we go. I go to this verse because before, like I said before, prior to being a father that trains up your children and, and instructs them, you have to be pouring into your wives. And a godly man, you want to be a man that follows God and follows his, his word. You want to follow his directives for how you be a better man. Well, for one, you be a better man that when you find someone who you feel God has brought into your life to help you in this journey of life, you marry that woman. And once you are married, you're growing together day by day. And one thing which us men have to be more attentive to is being attentive to our wife and their spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. That's something which I know as even myself, I can be honest, I have not been as attentive to that. And a lot of these things that we go through as men in our older age, there were issues in our younger age that we had not dealt with. Mm-hmm. Um, if we have not had a man in our life to to instruct us and disciple us or teach us how to take care of a wife, then when we get married, we're not going to do what is required of us mm-hmm. and we're not going to do the right things because we're either just following what we saw our fathers do, following the people who we hung around a lot and just doing what they did, mm-hmm. or following what we see in culture or the media and just kind of going along with the majority or the bigger voice that we're, in, that we're influenced by. Mm-hmm. So it's something which we need to be very mindful of is that we need to water our wives with the word that comes first and that would be a help when it comes to then you know teaching our children but mm-hmm. um, but how do you feel about Janelle about fathers and being there for their sons and daughters um, but first being there for their wives there's a, a- a phrase that people say that you know fathers need to um, love the, I think it's to love their children by first showing their mother love or something like that I may be saying it totally wrong right but basically showing their children that they love them by loving their mom because I think a lot of times women are the ones that are doing a lot of the I guess you say the intimate nourishing nourishing and bonding. Um, you think of just from birth, the woman carries the child. Right. Usually the woman nurses the child. Um, of course, fathers, if there's a bottle involved, um, can sometimes help with feeding the child. But a lot of times women are the ones that are um, doing the majority of the early caring for the child mm-hmm. and um, early development early development and so therefore they they I guess form I, I don't want to say a closer bond because kids do have close bonds with their dad but it's it's a um, 
it's an intimate bond that's different. I guess I would say it's different than right. the one with the dad. So um, just going off of the verses read, one way of showing love to your wife is by pouring the word into her. Right. And I think your children definitely are, are watching you. So they're watching not just what you tell them, but they're watching what are you doing. So if you say... Um, you know, I believe in the word of God. I follow the word of God. I want you to follow the word of God. Yet they, they see these scriptures and they're like, well, dad is not pouring into mom, but he wants us to learn the word of God. He wants us to follow the word of God. You know, that's going to make them look at you not in a good way. And then essentially they're not going to hold on to the Bible as near and dear as they should because they're going to say, well, my dad's not doing it. Um, and naturally, kids follow what they see their parents doing unless it's just something that they're like, okay, I'm going to go the total opposite direction of my parents because I really hated this. But in general, even sometimes the things that kids say they hated their parents, um, we know that those kids end up doing some of those same things as they grow older so i think um definitely showing love to your wife um not just in word but in deed is is very important and not just any deed because i mean it's easy to say well i could bring my wife flowers and flowers are beautiful um Mm -hmm. and if she loves flowers then do it as often as you can but the word of god is what you should be bringing to her daily. And we, we, we know that um, in the spiritual sense, this is our daily bread. Right. Um, and I know last Sunday, Elder Simmons was kind of doing the comparison between the, the um, physical food and the spiritual food. And, you know, you kind of think about we would never have our kids miss a meal. Like our kids are on it about meals. They, right. they, they're like, hey, are we have Did we have breakfast? Did we have lunch? Did we have our snacks? Dinner, you know. And they want extra. They, they're boys. They're very active. So I guess boys really like to eat, as they say. Of course. But you know, we would never think to have our kids miss a meal. Yet, are we truly feeding them with the word? And I'm not just talking about having them go to church because I think that's the biggest thing with believers is, you know, I have my kid at a sound church and that's wonderful. That's great. That's that's the first step <laughs> in, you know, right. making sure they understand the spiritual disciplines that God has called us to. And for us getting the feeding that we need, the, the encouragement, the nourishment that we need, and then them also getting that at church. But um, I think it's like knowing that, hey, it, it doesn't stop right there. Right. It definitely doesn't stop there. And it's something that our kids need to see us be more involved with. And, you know, that's one of the things is that we're not being as involved in their well-being and their spiritual well-being. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we can, we'll, we'll, especially a lot of men, we'll look at the things we do for them you know, physically right. as, as, as fathers should do, but we need to be pouring into them spiritually. And that, that's like I said, it starts with your wife. It starts with taking care of her and her needs and 
hopefully that will be that will reciprocate down to the children they'll see that from her and they'll see that from them mm -hmm. and that means that we need to step up when it comes to those things and um, even i would say before that it really comes with your own spiritual growth right. and development because you can't pour into your wife if you don't have anything to pour and right. i think a lot of times we aren't looking at well what does the word call us to do because like you said earlier it is hard work it's not easy it sometimes mean hey instead of me watching that tv show i may need to put it off later because you know my wife needs me in a in a in a spiritual sense um not just in that physical sense of like providing and um, protecting but for the nourishing and the, the, the pouring into the loving <laughs> in that sense is 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 crucial it's essential for um, the Christian life and growth right and you know I know for us we we do all that we can but we know that none of it happens without our relationship with Christ and I think for those listening, you know, it's one thing to say, well, I want to be a good father. But before you can be a good father, you have to know the, the one who is the true father, our heavenly father. Knowing him, understanding him, understanding what he wants um, and expects from us. Because he does want and expect some things from us. He doesn't necessarily need us because he can function and operate in and without us but at the same time because he's created us he created us for a purpose and you know without that relationship i think like these days i start to look at like everything now um truly from a biblical sense and when we see issues we could we could directly look back and say there's some spiritual um you know almost like there's some depravity going on there there's need for jesus in um all the situations we see and and most definitely in your household if you have children that are um well if you have children in general but sometimes you have children that are more outwardly rebellious they all sin they all are disobedient but some are more um I guess I'll say subtle or 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 uh, passive in their disobedience, and some are a little bit more um, open, <laughs> vocal, mm -hmm. um, sometimes very rebellious and hostile. And as a godly parent, you should be disciplining them, not when it gets to that point where you know, kind of like a fire. You know, we saw there was a fire in our neighborhood. You don't want to wait till it gets to. You know a point where now the house is totally burnt down before you put it out and that's something that we should look at as parents is that we know that the word tells us that none is good and that all is sinful and falls short of the glory of god so then why do we wait till you know okay well i, I i'm gonna wait till i think my kids can understand before i really give them the, the spiritual feeding that they need. No, we need to start right away because that baby is not going to be a baby forever. And we need to be pouring into them as soon as as possible um, and not 
delaying. Right. Um, so Janelle basically got into some other things <laughs> we're going to talk about later. But um, let's go to First Timothy 5, 8. And could you read that? Okay. First Timothy 5, 8. All right. First Timothy 5, 8. But if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Wow. And that's that's a very powerful verse, which basically, getting back to the topic of things being hard work, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's one of the things which was a verse that kind of pricked at me during mm-hmm. a time when I was not working. I was trying to start my own business, and Janelle was working as a teacher. Mm-hmm. And that's a verse that kind of have came back over and over again, and that... Is stating basically that us men, if, if we're not providing for our family, we're not the ones who are the breadwinners, then um, another another uh, interpretation is that we're worse than an infidel, mm. which is basically a non-believer. So it's mm. one of those things where we have to be very mindful that, you know, work is something that God is, has ordained and has given us. And even though it may be difficult at some times, you know, it's something which we should be doing to honor God and glorify God in. Mm-hmm. And it's something which hopefully our children are seeing um, us do daily. That they're seeing, even if we have our own business, that they're seeing us being productive. That, we're, that we are managing our, our time and our resources to, to do the things that we must do to provide for the family. And that mm-hmm. even if we have to... Um, step away from the family but to let them know that we're there for them because mm-hmm. sometimes we have jobs that may take us away right. we sh- it should never take us away for from communicating with our, our children especially in the modern era which we live in where we have everything from zoom to google meet and everything else to be able to connect with people um who are not in the same town as us who are far away and this pandemic that we're still kind of holding on to um has still a, a Look, are we holding even on to? even though it's even though it's um a, a lot of places are are coming back to allowing people to be around without masks and such um you know a lot of churches are still are not meeting mm. but we can still That's connect tough. we can yeah. still connect with with um people um in this modern era so we want to make sure that they're seeing us working hard that they're that that we are explaining to them that hard work breeds success that that we're showing them how to take care of um the things which which god has provided us with and that allowed us to be um uh um um, caretakers of so i always want to let them know that you know hard work is is there but that's something that um, fathers are have the strength to do. So not only is fatherhood hard work, fatherhood should be about education and discipline of children, which Janelle kind of spoke a little bit about. Um, but could you um, read Proverbs 22, 6? Okay. And while she's re- um, looking for that scripture, you know, when it comes to teaching our children, um, we have usually been no... Um, we usually think of mothers when it comes to teaching, 
even when we were in school, those, those who are old enough, remember that most of your teachers were female, they were mm-hmm. women. Uh, but we want to do things biblically, we want to do things uh, according to scripture. And your ultimately, your really through scripture, your first teacher should be your fathers. They should be the ones who really kind of set the foundation, set the standard mm-hmm. for for instruction in the home. So, Janelle, what's Proverbs twenty two six says? It says, "Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it." Uh, that's a verse which I've been hearing uh, all my life about train up a child in the way they should go. And that's kind of the um, crux of everything, you know, mm-hmm. that we're not just training them in anything. We're training them in the way that they should go, in the direction they, they take and they, mm-hmm. that they should go at. Now, whether they go that direction or not, that's not up to the, us. That's a heart issue, right. which that's something we should pray for. And that's something we should be training them in also. Mm-hmm. But we want to make sure that we're doing the right things as fathers to point our children in the direction they should go. Um, mm-hmm. So that you know, when they get older, the things we teach them, it won't be, it, it, it'll still be a part of their minds. It'll still be in the forefront mm-hmm. of their minds for them to 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 know how to maneuver in this life. Right. And I guess the main thing is, and I know as being a homeschool parent, is knowing that um, everything can be tied back to the spiritual. Um, even in, in things as far as looking at math, I know teaching math, a lot of times it's people are like, ah, that's kind of hard to really bring in scripture to. Um, but we have to realize that God created man and anything that, you know, man creates, um, God has allowed for, um, so in that sense, there are aspects that you you can try to uh, incorporate. Whether it's looking at, um, you know, when they were building like the the tabernacle and things like that, looking at the um, building of the Noah's Ark, um, you know, those things talk about numbers. But there's other. Um, Bible talking about money a lot. Yeah, so. money. You know, there's just so much involved. Um, that we could look back and even if you can't find something specific, you know, the Bible does talk about um, doing everything onto the glory of God. And I think that's one verse that I say a lot because when I, I guess, ended up having that verse where I ended up memorizing it, it was like, wow, like every single thing. And not that I always follow it but i i do try to a lot of times um what's kept me in this lifetime from responding maybe in an ungodly way is i think about okay how can i glorify god um whether i'm eating drinking or whatever i do you know it it helps you to really process through living out this life i know for a lot of people it's hard living right. out the word. They know the word, but living it out. But I think when you focus in on glory of God um, in all that you do, I think it makes it easier because he, he tells us in his word that he will guide us, that the Holy Spirit is within us if we're believers. Um, and we have to trust that. Right. 
And could you, while we're oh. close by, read Psalms 103.13? 103. You say 103? Mm-hmm. Verse 13. Okay. All right. Just as a father has compassion on his children... So the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. So we're just basically giving a comparison between father and his children and the Lord and those who fear him. And we should always know that, you know, the things which of that we demonstrate for our children is because, you know, of, of God. You know, God is one who is compassionate to us and we should be compassionate to our children. And that's a part of giving instruction and training and discipline is that hey we want to be able to show that to to our children and to relate that to how you know god is compassionate to us also so that's something that we should be mindful of when it comes to the instruction of our kids is that hey when we're instructing them always remember to show compassion sometimes fathers to sons can be like hard pressing and and making sure they get things but we also want to make sure that they see the the softer side of fatherhood mm-hmm. or when I mean soft I don't mean weak I mean soft as being tender as being caring mm-hmm. of fatherhood because that's you know it's a balance to how to instruct your child mm-hmm. so we have to make sure we're always instructing them for balance that we're being tough with them with tough love but mm-hmm. we're also being caring and, and compassionate when it comes to the way we deal with them even when it comes to discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, could you go to um, a very popular verse, Ephesians 6, 4, and uh, give give that? Okay. You say Ephesians 6, 4. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to know that, you know, in the scripture it tells children to uh, obey, you know, their their parents and the Lord for that's right. Right. But that's in um, that's Ephesians six, six one. one right. But Ephesians six four, Janelle will read. Says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And that's what we're supposed to do. We are the ones who are the main disciplinarians. We are the ones who are the main instructors. And yes, our mothers and wives are instructors also. But we're the ones who set the tone when it comes to instructing our children in the Lord and when it comes to giving them the precepts that they need to learn and that they need to adhere to when it comes to living in this world that should come from fathers because they are just as important or should I say we are just as important to their development as the mothers and that's mm-hmm. sometimes missed in our culture right. um, especially when we have a lot of absentee fathers Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's you know because of the relationship between, between the mother and the father right. or if it's because um, he just was never around in the first place mm-hmm. um, or sometimes so, fathers die yeah, or, yeah, of course, or yeah. they're present but they're doing other things they're busy with you know whether it's household fixing the yard or or actually working at the job lots of hours so they could provide for that big house nice cars and that's kind of well multiple vacations that's kind of talking about before yeah <laughs> that can want... be absent too to some kids yeah even that's why i was mentioning physically bef- around and that's what i mentioned before about yeah we want to be able to show them that we work hard but right that that should not come at um at the um not building a relationship with your kids right and not being right. there for them you know there's always ways that you can make um 
uh, the relationship between you and your children um, closer. Mm. And you just have to do those things which you have to do so that they can see that you're 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 taking a step and a stand on their relationship and, and that you desire to help them and mold them even if you're working hard in a way and doing things you can still try and be there it's different ways to communicate with your kids find those ways to communicate with them and mm-hmm. do the things you need to do um could you read ephesians 12 7 Oh. Reasons, Ephesians, Ephesians? Tw- I mean, oh, I'm not, sorry, oh, okay. Hebrews 12, 7 through 10. Hebrews 12, 7 through 10, okay. It is for discipline that you endure. God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? But if you are without discipline, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Hmm. Furthermore, we, you said up to what? Ten. Ten? Okay. Furthermore, we had earthly fathers to discipline us, and we respected them. Shall we not much rather be subject to the Father of the spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time, mm-hmm. as seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good, so that we may share his holiness. Yes. Um, that verse right there. Really talks about how you know we discipline our kids, and you know I had to discipline one of my sons earlier today before a podcast, <laughs> and yeah. it's like you know that that's important mm-hmm. because it's something which our Father who are in heaven does for us, right. and you know He disciplines us so that we can be made holy. Right. So our discipline is for them to be made right also, mm. and we have to make sure that we are. Um, being there for them to do that and sometimes we can be like you said before busy doing other things that we don't discipline them right but we're the ones that really need to show um, our, our children especially our sons that that we are that we love them but we were we expect um, mm. something from them that we expect um, a, 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 a a type of um, respect from them we we expect them to do the things they need to do we expect them to be the the young men that they are supposed to be because one day they will be men older men Mm -hmm. so we want to be there for them and 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 to correct them when they are doing wrong to shape them and mold them in 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 a way that gives honor and glory to god so we have to be there for them to show them that you know this is something that i do because i love you and hopefully and prayerfully when you have children you do the same thing for your children that you'll be there to instruct that you'll be there correct you'll be there to discipline you'll be there to mold them and train them in a way that it's is building strong men who are also compassionate who are also loving who are also respectful godly men godly (laughs) men basically so we need to make sure that that's something that we aspire to do as fathers mm. uh, when it comes to our children, sons and daughters, because our daughters need to see us also right. because one day they're going to marry a man, um, um, Lord willing, and we pray that we could be an example of a strong man who is loving and kind so mm. that they'll um, want to, when they want to be in a covenant relationship with somebody, that'll be a kind of person that they'll want to mimic. They'll mimic their fathers. Right. Um, and then lastly, 
fatherhood is ordained by God, who is our father, and should be done, and everything should be done unto him. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of the last point we'll kind of make before we close out. And the two verses which I found for this are both in Second Corinthians. Okay. So if you could, could you uh, go to Second Corinthians? First one's going to be in chapter 1. And it's going to be in verse 3. Okay. Because we, we know that... Ulti- this is 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Chapter 1, verse 3. Because we know God ultimately is, is the father of all. You know, not only just those, those who are Christians. For there is only one God. He is one. And because he is the, our, 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 our God. And he is the arbiter of truth. Uh, we want to be able to follow him and do things, everything we do unto him. So, yes, chapter 1, verse 3. Okay. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. That's the God whom we serve. And we want to make sure, ultimately, when it comes to us being fathers, that our children seeing us worship this God of all, who is a God of mercy, who is a God of grace, who's the God of order, and who's the God of um, forgiveness. Mm. So we want to be able to show them that that we are, yes, a comfort. We want to show them that we are, as you were saying also earlier, how we're following God and we're glorifying Him and that we're praising Him and we're studying and we're, we're doing the things of God so our kids can see us because, like I said, a lot of things that we would teach our children whether we're using words or not. Um, you could be using words as an in instructing them, but mm-hmm. you could also be teaching them things by your actions. Mm-hmm. So we want to be main, we want to main, make sure that we're teaching them the right ways um, when it comes to being a man, um, being a husband, being a father. That they're seeing those examples in us mm-hmm. on a daily basis. And then lastly, Second Corinthians chapter six, verse fourteen through eighteen. Okay. Chapter 14 through 18. Verse 14 through 18. Oh, okay. (laughs) Do not not be bound together with unbelievers. For what partnership have righteousness and lawlessness? Mm -hmm. Or what fellowship has light with darkness? Mm -hmm. Or what harmony has Christ with Belial? Or what has a believer in common with an unbeliever? Right. Or what? agreement as the temple of God with idols Mm. for we are the temple of the living God just as God said I will dwell in them and walk among them and I will be their God and they shall be my people Mm -hmm. therefore come out from their midst and be separate says the Lord and do not touch what is unclean and I will welcome you and I will be a father to you, mm-hmm. and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. He is our father. He is the ultimate example of how a father should be, what a father should do, how a father should love and care for his children. Ultimately, is God. Mm-hmm. And if we see the life of Christ in the New Testament, uh, he is the eternal son, and how he responds to the father. Mm-hmm. Um, and how he honors the Father and how he um, listens and and prays to the Father and how he um, follows the will of the Father 
Mm. We have to look at God as our ultimate father, and we want to be able to share that love of God with our family, but also we want to look at God and his word as a template of what it means to be a father in this life. And that's something which is very encouraging. Mm. Um, it sometimes can be very challenging, mm. but it's something that he walks with you. <laughs> that we have to be, um, know that yes, he will walk with us. It's like how even in Deuteronomy six five it tells us with our children they should walk, we'll walk along the walk they should walk along with us as mm. we give them instruction. So we walk with God as He yeah. continues to instruct us through His Word and His Spirit. So we want to encourage fathers. Um, those who are listening and those who may come in contact with this episode that God loves you and that God has a plan for you and he has a plan that ultimately will be an example to your children for them to want to emulate mm -hmm. ultimately to give glory to him yes. and that they can see that he is um, ruling and abiding in you and because of that, the life that you're living before your children and the things that you're teaching them and the hard work that you're, you're, you're striving to perform in front of them will take root in their heart and they'll see that, wow, God truly is awesome and that how Christ listens and obeyed his father, we should do the same for our father. Mm. And that we pray that you will be encouraged um, by, by God who is giving you everything you need to take care of your family to his glory. Do you have any last words? Yeah. <laughs> well, as you were talking about the hard work, it made me think back to a class I took and um, don't remember exactly the book, but it was, you know, talk about the heart work. Um, and I know in Sunday school, we've talked about the heart um, being the um, issue with our children. And of course, with all of us, when we see, talk about um, sin, but um, just kind of looking back to just the word of God and knowing that even though it's hard work, when we're walking with God, it, it, it gets easier because he shows us and he is leading us and um, guiding us and for us to just always as wives be praying um, for our husbands and for our children and and just trusting the word of God so when we see our husbands um, you know maybe not living up to um, the word of God as far as what dads and fathers um, should be we should definitely be praying for our husband to um, to follow God's word, praying for him to, mm -hmm. to pour into us, pray for him to lead and guide our family and our children, right. um, praying for his spiritual growth and transformation. Just There's like so many things, and um, I'm so glad to have women in my life that... Um, encourage me in praying for my husband and uh, one of my dear friends we met her at church she, she, she no longer uh, attends our church but I had talked to her about wanting to um, create a prayer binder and she had done one before so that's kind of where I had gotten the idea and um, 
she gave me some uh, materials that I could include because I think a lot of times we just think about prayer as in, okay, these are just the words I'm saying to God. And we don't think, well, what's all involved in that um, prayer time? And I've learned that, you know, reading God's word along with my prayer and praying through the scripture um, is definitely helpful because it leads and guides you. It's very easy when we live in this world to sometimes think like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. But when we look at scripture, we realize like, okay, we're being transformed and renewed and we cannot be conformed to this world. And even sometimes what might seem like a good idea is, is not always biblical to follow. Um, and that's why we definitely advise people to go to the word of God for yourself. Like anytime I have some kind of issue that I'm dealing with personally, if I don't already know a scripture, I try to go through scripture to see, well, has God talked about this? Um, or I ask my husband, um, I'll ask you, <laughs> right. um, or, you know, ask someone at church or look up a sermon on Google or something like that. There's so many resources out there that we don't have excuses to not, um, follow God's word or to live it out because his word tells us that he will help us through. We're not doing this alone. Thank God. Right. We're, the Holy spirit is leading and guiding us. We need to be paying attention. We need to be listening. We need to be reading the word so that, you know, we, we, we'll understand how to apply the word of God that we'll, um, know how to do the things that's right. Because even though, we know that we're saved through Christ and we know that, you know, all our sins are washed away and all those things. That doesn't mean we don't think about those things. We still think through how can I parent my children? Mm -hmm. How can I do it in a way that is not me being sinful? Like the word said about do not provoke your children. Obviously, parents do that at times, but, you know, as believers, we know that the word tells us do not provoke our children, to love them, to show compassion, to not spare the rod, to discipline them. And I'm just glad that we're at a sound church that comes alongside us with those things. Um, I'm glad to be married to you as my husband and a believer. I know you're not perfect. Um, and, you know, any issues, I know I could talk with you. And I think as wives, we want to be able to be um, there as a support to our husbands, to be a true helpmeet in raising our children, not necessarily saying, oh, this is, I'm doing everything, or to complain or be discontent and things like that, but to truly look at the, the joy and the reward of raising godly children and to do all that we could do to help our children to help our husbands in that task, but to truly glorify God in all that we do. Most definitely. So we hope that this has been a blessing to you. Hope you have uh, gained some ideas on how to be a better father and how to uplift those fathers in your life that you may have around you. Or not, they might be fathers, but they can be father figures. So there are a lot of men who are there for a lot of these children who don't have a father in their lives, that we want to salute them, those father figures who are stepping up to give instruction and give guidance.
to young men and women who don't have a physical father in their lives, mm-hmm. but they're actually taking the, 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 the opportunity and time to pour into them um, the word of God and to pour into them their lives. Amen. So be- definitely continue to support the podcast. Check out our past podcast. We have a lot of great information, a lot of great stories in there that we will that we know will bless you. Um, make sure to check us out on the various podcasting platforms. Check us out on our social medias. And also, if you want to um, um, donate, you can donate through Anchor or through Coffee to our podcast as we try and grow. Um, we're coming up to the end of our podcast season. Right. Next week will be our last episode of season the season. Finale. Season number two. So we definitely want you to check that out. And... Um, Hopefully the next season, season three, will be one where we can continue to to develop and evolve as a podcast to give you the great content, which we know will be a blessing to you and yours. So for A Love Worth Dying For podcast, this is Joseph and Janelle Banks. Have a great day. God bless. Thank you for listening to a Love Worth Dying For podcast. We hope you were encouraged, educated, and blessed by the show. Hope to see you back again on our next episode. You can check us out on Twitter at Love Worth Dying For or email us at alovewortdyingfor at gmail.com. So until next time, grace, peace, and love to the glory of God.